Our understanding of what heals us is changing. Part 1. MSI covers services provided by a medical doctor and hospital-based treatment. However, it is increasingly recognized that they do not meet every person's complex healing needs. Other types of health services are available in the community and are supported by private insurance plans plus payment by patients. Curiously, they are stigmatized and considered less reliable due to lack of evidence when compared with services offered within hospital settings. There has also been an explosion of innovation in approaches to healing that hospital-based services have difficulty keeping up with. It appears this stigma is growing less influential over time. People are growing more empowered through knowledge gained from the internet and from their own experiences. Take for example the field of mental health. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, or CBT, provided by psychologists is considered a gold standard for psychotherapy and is combined with treatments offered by psychiatrists. In 2017, there is a variety of approaches and providers of care that support people during their recovery, such as emotion-focused therapy, or EFT, attachment theory and trauma-informed care, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, or EMDR, somatics, body scan-based therapy, music therapy, and it is accepted that one size does not fit all. Such treatments are offered one-on-one -on -one or in group settings, to individuals, couples, and entire families or peer groups. They are tailored for mild to moderate severity of symptoms, and either on their own or combined, they offer unique benefits to people that would otherwise be at the end of recovery that is possible with traditional treatment. Whether mental health services or manual therapy, osteopathy, acupuncture, and naturopathy, people generally approach their family doctor, pharmacists, and nurse practitioners with questions. Such conversations often meet with resistance. The acceptance of alternatives to allopathic medicine is questioned or dismissed. Lack of evidence and lack of standardized practice are presented frequently as reasons to avoid them. This lack of acceptance, knowledge, and experience with such approaches are barriers to sharing information, and patients quickly learn what not to disclose while they explore them on their own. The alternative would be for traditional practitioners to make an effort to remain connected with the patient and their journey of recovery as they explore other forms of healing. Placebo effect on the internet is defined as a beneficial effect produced by a placebo drug or treatment that cannot be attributed to the properties of the placebo itself and must therefore be due to the patient's belief in that treatment. It is ascribed to positive effects that people experience from alternative forms of healing practices. Pharmaceutical drugs, on the other hand, are held up to the standard of proving that they offer an effect attributable to the drug itself and thus is not a placebo effect. 
then how do you explain the myriads of times when a medicine that is supposed to help with pain works for some and not others? The commonly used medicine acetaminophen, or Tylenol, works to relieve arthritis pain in some and not in others. Ibuprofen, or Motrin, and Naproxen, or Aleve, work to reduce pain from inflammation in joints and other types of pain thought to be due to inflammation and do not work for everyone. And this is not due to the opposite of the placebo effect, meaning it is not due to the lack of the patient's belief in the medicine. Instead, it raises our awareness that medicine, proven to do something that brings about its effect, does not have a uniform result in everyone. It appears to vary based on individual differences, genetics, the liver's effect on metabolism of the drug, the experience itself of pain, stiffness and inflammation, and most importantly, your own body's ability to repair and restore itself. This ability varies based on your health and wellness, nutrition, level of activity, whether you move your body regularly and support your cardiovascular system, which distributes nutrients and your immune cells to different parts of your body, your sleep and how restorative it is, how much stress you are under, how it affects your body, mind, emotions, and how your own skills and approach to life affects the intensity of the stress. In the 21st century, we believe we have made strides in our ability to balance and manage stress. Thus, we justify exposing ourselves to a continuous hum of stress during which we believe we are at peak performance. We organize our daily life with mastery and seek to organize our work, play, and family life accordingly. We believe that we are living life to its fullest when we are in control of outcomes and feel good and happy. Increasingly, this approach to life leads to losing touch with our own biology. Our minds run the show and rationalize the daily efforts that we make in the pursuit of happiness and purpose. More and more people wake up to the void that exists within them, and as life events that are uncontrollable continue to occur, they increasingly feel the effects of fatigue, sleeplessness, frequent infections, prolonged recovery, labile emotions, and an increasing awareness of living two lives, the internal and the external. As our resilience is worn down, we are less effective at home, work, and at play. Life is not burning us out. The understanding of our biology is lacking, and the health system does not offer guidance to those that are starting to languish and are losing their ability to repair and recover themselves.